God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we're hearing a lot of rumblings that Hillary Clinton is coming back. So that'll be interesting. You know, I think that Trump is pretty much a given. And what I find it also interesting is that the Republican Party has coalesced around uh, Trump and he being the heir apparent, he being treated like the incumbent uh, and the rock star that he is, that Trump wears the pants in the party and it's no longer CPAC, it's TPAC, it's Trump's party. And it belongs with him. He's thrown uh, a monkey wrench into the whole political correctness. Uh, he's pretty much nu- nuked it right with regard to political correctness and and just giving it to you straight you know i didn't realize what a big barrier to free speech political uh correctness was until trump i mean i always knew that was the tool the weapon of choice by the left but that was timid compared to what we see now but trump really just blew up politics in Washington. It had it had the conservatives not ready for prime time who were just lavishing in the elitism and the money that came with it. And everything was just rolling along. And then Trump finally just, just blew it up. And that was kind of an interesting development because... There were so many people, the Bill Crystals of the world. Remember when Weekly Standard was the standard for the conservative voice in Washington, D.C.? And if you go back to uh, Crossfire and uh, all all these different pundits, even Tucker Carlson was a bit bit of the uh, conservative elite. He was kind of like friends with Bill Crystal. 
Remember Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg? All these people were on Brett Bear's show, and we all thought that Brett Bear was this, you know, no, no, uh, no holds barred kind of uh, give it to you straight kind of guy. And we realized even Krauthammer didn't figure out and didn't understand President Trump. We've come a long way. We've come a long way in the Washington, D.C. Uh, conservative movement to where I know several people, these ma- the various magazines that hated Trump in the beginning and, and embraced Trump now, even though they might not even love him and may not still fully get him. They've embraced him. Maybe they're using him. But I think for most of us, we realize now that Trump represents what what is right with America. And these America First policies that he supported and pushed out there, America First policies is the going for is the game forward. It's it's exactly why it is that MAGAPAC, our nonprofit our Red State Talk Radio nonprofit, 501c3 arm, is MAGA PAC. It's bugle call. And what we're trying to do and what we are doing, every single day that I do this show, that Paul Preston might do his show, um, you know, and, and all these other great patriots. Paul's a great friend of mine. He's on the board of buglecall.org. He's on our board. I personally handpicked him. I called him up and asked him to be on the board about a year ago. About this time, we were putting this together. And I think we filed our papers in February of last year. And while I was in the hospital, in October, we get a letter in the mail. And we got officially approved in October of 2021. And Bugle Call was the uh, main corporation for the nonprofit 501c3. And MAGAPAC was the DBA doing business as underneath. And we even saw pushback at the bank when we went to put MAGAPAC on as a rider underneath Bugle Call. They denied, they rejected it, which was kind of strange. But it's still official with the state. And with the federal government, magapac.org. And we're not connected with WinRed. We, we despise WinRed. We get letters every day. Are you connected with WinRed? And we say no. Ronald McDaniel is the enemy. Ronald McDaniel is, is one of the enemies. We don't trust her as far as we could throw her. And so what we're all about and if you go to the websites, buglecall.org, magapac.org, what we're about is America First policies. That's what we are about here on the Scott Adams Show. And you could take, but Bugle Call, you could look at our board. You'll see Paul Preston's on there and a whole host of other uh, really great thinkers are on our board pushing the America First agenda. Because 
you know, sooner or long, Trump is going to be history. You know, he's in his mid 70s. And after a while, after his uh, final term in office, we're going to need hundreds of Trumps in Congress, at the state and local official level, and beyond. The promise of America is to have our republic restored, to have our faith in God restored, to have our religious freedoms, and our trust in local government, but we need that community, sense of community back. And I think that a lot of people realize, okay, we got what we wanted, it didn't work out, you know, we were we were able to tear down all the statues we wanted, but what was the point? Did my life improve because I tore down a statue of Robert E. Lee or or Jefferson Davis or someone that we don't like? How about Thomas Jefferson or Abraham Lincoln or George Washington? The fact is, we're, once we lose due process and these things get uh, become allowed to have, have it happen in the middle of the night where you could just tear a statue down, that's lawlessness. That's a lack of due process. Some of the most important words, besides the uh, ones we talk about all the time, like gratitude, we talk about due process and chain of custody. To me, those are the most important words in our ether for the last year, especially when you look at the election last year and a half. The chain of custody of the ballots, the due process of the Russian hoax, the Ukrainian hoax, the Jesse Smollett hoax, the Bubba Wallace hoax in NASCAR, the FBI hoaxes. All this due process is missing. How dare someone like Senator Cassidy, a Republican, and even a, a West Virginia representative like Joe Manchin, how dare they turn a blind eye to due process? How would you like it if you are in a court courtroom looking for a fair trial because you know you're innocent and they throw due process out the window and it's a one-sided argument and you're railroaded all the way into jail. It would make you feel like maybe you were this discriminated against person. Like what happened to black people in the 50s and 60s when they were railroaded in court. Because the jury of their peers was a whole bunch of white racists at the time that didn't understand racial harmony or integration or the concepts of therein. You know, all these things we've learned from. Gratitude says we should be happy about that. Like I've said before, you know, when I listen to someone like Cori Bush talking about how she's not given enough or she gets security and armed guards, but other people don't. And she says because she's more important because she's a public official. 
and that black people need reparations. And so therefore they're allowed to just go ahead and smash and grab every jewelry store on the planet. So long as they steal under uh, $950 worth of goods, they won't be prosecuted. How stupid is that rule? What, what due process and law and order is that? But this whole thing about reparations, and I say black people, just like Native American Indians, which I am, need to look at the sacrifices made by our ancestry and realize that that didn't happen in vain. That we all, that we all learned from that. Not only did we learn from it, but because we live in the greatest country in the world, our Constitution protected us and had a path forward, had the tools in the toolbox to give us new life, give us another chance as a, as a uh, country, as a people. And we, we uh, erased the wrongs of the past with new laws. And it was a slow and difficult process. A lot of bloodshed, a lot of fighting. But here we are now today, and we've turned a blind eye to due process. The leaders of today couldn't shine the shoes of the leaders of yesterday. <clears throat> and yet, someone like Barack Hussein Obama will stand there and say, call the forefathers, the founding fathers, racists and misguided. You know, it was Thomas Jefferson that actually had slaves, yet wrote in the document that all men are created equal. All men. So he knew right and wrong. Just like President Trump would tell you, you know, don't buy Chinese steel or don't buy cheap metal. <clears throat> but when he is in a uh, competitive environment, he has to play with the system that's in front of him, not necessarily the system that's right. And he had to buy his steel from overseas just like everybody else if he wanted to build the building or compete. But he definitely fit, was fixing to change it. And that he did. You know, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, we had inflation around 1.75%, something like that. It's now at 7%. People are getting raises like 2%. You know, I'm hearing this thing about jobs, helps wanted, help wanted everywhere. Help wanted. Could, can't, everybody's trying to hire. They can't find uh, workers. Yet I'm starting to see these reports now of one person after another saying that they sent out 60 resumes and didn't get a job, didn't get a call back. I've now not only heard it, uh, seen it on Twitter, but I've also heard it from friends and people I know who know people that are looking for work. And it's not easy out there. It's not as easy as you think. Jobs aren't as plentiful as they're trying to say. And this whole stimulation of the economy by the government making it almost impossible for the private industry to afford their their staff even the military now did you hear this one the military has to pay $50,000 for certain choice jobs you know the jobs that are hard to hard uh in demand and get those recruited 
individuals by paying them a bonus. So we're losing our way to a certain extent. And, you know, we have SCOTUS decisions that are coming down today, as a matter of fact, about OSHA and CMS, about healthcare workers and OSHA. And we're going to cover that a little bit today. But those cases that were heard last week are going to be ruled upon today. And it's a little bit of a mystery as to how they're going to go based on some of the questions. Sotomayor lied, got four Pinocchios from Washington Post, but lied. Talk about due process. They lied. They lied about the number of children in hospitals. Where CDC said it was 3,500, Sotomayor says it's 100,000. How could you have a Supreme Court justice lie? like that just it's sad it's sad that we're living in a time where our one last safety valve has been corrupted by politics and it's always the liberals that are doing this it's not the conservative movement how anybody could embrace the liberal party right now where they throw a blind eye to parliamentary procedures or they throw a blind eye to due process or they throw a blind eye to chain of custody and they throw a blind eye to probably the most important thing we have going which is freedom of religion and gratitude they're not grateful for the sacrifices of the past they want reparations from people that are are innocent and not guilty They got it all backwards. And there's so many fundamental flaws and the media goes along with it. The woke corporations have gone along with it because that's where the power is and where there's power, there's money. It's all driven by greed, power, and money. But it's not capitalism. You know, when Gordon Gekko said in Wall Street, greed is good, He was talking about a fair playing field, really. Although, even on Wall Street, it's not fair. It's rigged, too. The game is rigged. But, but the essence of it is that capitalism is great. The beautiful thing about capitalism, I've always said this, is it finds a way to find the path of least resistance in its organic and natural way. Capitalism, uh, it it harnesses or it creates uh, an environment for innovation. It, It drives people to succeed and win. And the reason why the super elite don't like capitalism, they like it on their way up to the top, but once they're there, they want to basically lock the door and throw away the key. So they want to create an unfair playing field and they have the power to do it. That's the problem. They have that power to do it. To basically take money out of their pocket and it's insurance money and they pay off the politicians 
to do the dirty work of ensuring their place, their lot in life, and that no upstart will come up and take it away from them. Because money is always finite. There's always just a pie. There's nothing more than the pie. And you have these percentages of the pie. And then it runs out. Like Margaret Thatcher said, problem with socialism, sooner or long you run out of other people's money to spend. And that's exactly what's happening in our country. We're $30 trillion in debt. Beyond that, And we're just spending more. And they thought that somehow that would stimulate the economy. Oh, it did all right. But it did it in a way that was so backwards. Stupid thinking. Because Biden's a moron. And he stimulated the economy artificially. And what happened? Inflation. So now that raise that you got, that $15 minimum wage, doesn't mean anything anymore, does it? Because that's not enough to supplant inflation. Go to the gas gas pump and you've already spent that 15 bucks. You already spent that raise. Get a 5% raise, 2%, 3% raise is the standard. 5% raise? No. In one year, it went 7%. Inflation to the point where you can't buy food for your family, gas for your car, or oil for to heat your home. And it's a ruse. It's it's targeted. You know, there's this word biflation, not inflation, but biflation. Because you don't see the people from the green energy market, uh, green and energy initiatives, the Green New Deal that Ocasio-Cortez was talking about. Well, the way you get there isn't by volunteerism because nobody was ever going to volunteer to pay more for electric or this or that. No one was ever going to volunteer to pay more for gas or whatever. Nobody was going to get off the teat of cheap oil unless you priced it out of competition and then of course capitalism sort of takes place we have a free society so they're exploiting every Achilles heel of our free markets but see when the government gets involved with these organic free markets and mess with things it's sort of like messing with mother nature The unintended consequences could be deadly. Take a a virus, for example. If you genetically manufacture it by man, it's going to have results that weren't expected in nature. The behaviors are going to be out of pattern. And you're going to be scratching your head after a while thinking, how do we let this Frankenstein loose? We have no idea what it's going to do next because it's not following the principles of Mother Nature. It's on its own. It went rogue. And they can't possibly, because these morons like Dr. Fauci, who lie to everybody, 
They have no spine or ethics. And they're driven by their liberal ideologies. These grand utopian ideas that work in the world of academia, but they don't work in real life. You know, the the same thing was done with Obamacare. Remember when the guy, uh, the the MIT professor, said we're going to depend on the uh, stupidity of the American voter? We're going to depend on the stupidity of the American voter to uh, pass this law. We're going to, it was tortured, he said. So, you know, it's not a representation of the people. Just like when you rig elections. Again, that's engineering election. And you get these results, these unintended consequences, where our foreign policy in Afghanistan, for example, allows Russia and China to look Biden in the eye and eat his lunch. The open borders and the lawlessness, the lack of patriotism, the lack of understanding, the consumption of resources, and the voter fraud, they're all associated with this globalist movement of People as if they're pawns on a chessboard. Not only is it sad, it's going to result in disaster. See, these globalists think that somehow if they could develop one world with one army, with one this and one that, that you can't fight with yourself. That somehow... Countries don't go to war with themselves. So why not turn the country into a world and call it globalism? One world. And the idea would be that now you can't go to, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. But what they don't understand is there's always somebody. Just look at Cuba and the revolutionaries. And they ended up with Castro. So, you know, they do. They have what's called uprisings. And they have different opinions. No, nationalism was definitely where it was at. When Trump was president, when President Trump went to Europe and told NATO to pay the, you know, the NATO countries to pay their fair share and to ensure that the people that voted for Brexit were going to get there, get what they asked for. And that instead of being put to the back of the line like Obama wanted to do, they put them in the front of the line and said, we're going to make some really great bilateral deals. I love the word bilateral. I love the word populism and nationalism. When you mix those together, though, like, like, say, Marie Le Pen, who would be a candidate, the female candidate in France that was going against Hulan and then Macron. And Macron's up for another election. I don't know if Marie Le Pen's going to be relevant in that election or not. But she scares me because although she's great in that she's a national popu- nationalist populist, she's also a socialist. 
And when you mix those two, you end up with Hitler, who was a nationalist, populist, socialist, communist, Marxist. And when you get that kind of tyrannical control fueled by popular populism, you end up with a Hitler. You have a problem. The beautiful thing about Trump and why he was the greatest leader of all time is because he was a nationalist, populist, federalist. And even Sotomayor just last week asked the question, what is federalism? I don't even understand it. Well, in its simplest form, it's power to the states. Antifa, they call Trump supporters fascists. We got to stop fascism. We're anti-fascism. Which is stupid because they're the ones that want to stymie free speech. They're the ones that want to segregate society. They're the ones that want to rule by uh, thuggery. That's fascism 101 right there. And yet, you know, the simple definition for fascism is centralized authority. Centralized authority. Think about it. That's the exact opposite of what the conservative movement and libertarians stood for. Not only, not only libertarians and, and conservatives, but Trump. Trump was all about federalism. Power to the states. Let the states decide. And that's the beautiful thing about our republic is there's competition of ideas. But not when the Democrats want to get in control. They want to federalize and top-down everything. Top-down power structure. The pyramid scheme. You know, where you get this one little pea brain up at the very top trying to control the, the body of the foundation of, of society. They can't do it. They're not strong enough. The people that represent this foundation in this pyramid structure, if you can visualize that, need to rise up and need to not listen anymore because they've been wrong. And people have already tuned out of Fauci. They're not listening to Fauci anymore. He's been wrong too many times. The ulterior motives have become so obvious. Project Veritas's disclosure of the Department of Defense letters that indicated gain of function and the origins and the financing of the lab leak that came from China illustrates perfectly well exactly what we've been saying on the Scott Adams Show for a long time. I was one of the first to say that Fauci, and I didn't have ironclad proof, but I said from all the information that I was gathering up, it became very obvious to me that Fauci is so arrogant because he's so protected. And that it wouldn't be the first time. I'm just saying these things so you could remember when I said them. I used choice words and I said, even Einstein, who opposed the atom bomb, was working with the Pentagon on a top secret atom bomb that was used against Japan. And he didn't like it. He didn't want it. He was opposed to it. But he, for the, for the security of the country helped with the development of it. 
And the same thing is true. This would not be the first time that you had scientists getting involved with bioweapons or chemical weapons and so on. And so I believe Fauci was working with the Pentagon and I believe that this was a clandestine operation. The State Department was probably working with China in some underhanded ways and where there's the State Department, you got the CIA. They're, they're, arm, they're hand in glove. They work almost like two little twins. And so the CIA and the State Department and the Pentagon and the DNI, and that would probably be someone like James Clapper and, and John Brennan and all these other people that think they're the smartest people in the rooms. Say, we can get a leg up on things. So publicly, we'll denounce bioweapons and chemical weapons and nuclear weapons. But privately, we're going to develop the, the biggest arsenal of these weapons that you've ever seen. And that's what we've been doing as a country for a long, long time, not just recent developments. But we got to be careful about all this stuff. And we outsourced it because we didn't know we knew it was wrong. We outsourced that. We outsourced it to the Wuhan, China. And it all went wrong. For one reason or another, it went wrong. <clears throat> and I can theorize a lot of different reasons or ways that this played out. One of which would be that <clears throat> someone like Donald Trump, who was dealing with phase one, phase two economic trade had the leverage and the goods on China and was pushing them around. <clears throat> and maybe they said to themselves, we can get out of this easy. All we got to do is leak that virus from COVID. Do you think that the United States is ever going to blame us? Because when you're in bed with a criminal, like say you're part of the mob and you're doing a crime, you know, like or in any any mob in any criminal affair, you get shot. You can't go to the hospital. If someone pulls a gun on you, you can't call the police. I'm going to call 911. But you're both criminals. You can't call 911. And you can't go to the hospital to get the bullet pulled out of your gut. Because you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be there. And so, you know, just like Benghazi, we didn't send any help in there because that was a mission, that was a clandestine mission where we overthrew Gaddafi in Libya and we took all of his weapons and we were arming ISIS. <laughs> it's as simple as that, folks. We weren't supposed to be doing that. Arming ISIS while they're beheading our journalists like Foley? Just because we want to make Assad's life a living hell and we want to just ruffle the feathers of Russia, who was basically partnered with Syria at the time, and we overthrew Egypt. Mubarak was replaced by the Muslim Brotherhood guy, Morsi, who then got replaced by al-Sisi, who was not recognized by Erdogan and Obama and all these other things that were going on. 
And I guess we will take this call. Here, let's see. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, yes, is that me? Yes, it is. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is Greg again from West Virginia. Uh, I tuned into your show late today. I'll have to catch the podcast. I don't know if you have already given out this news or not. Uh, the governor of West Virginia, fully vaccinated, is uh, now very serious with COVID. Well, he's overweight, too. Um, is he going to yeah. make it? Uh, we don't know. He's 70 years old. He is overweight. He, he has several preconditions. Uh, what do you call it? preconditions or something like well, they're that. Well, saying, they're saying weight is a major contributing factor to to this. Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes. But uh, I'm not seeing a lot of this in the major news. I mean, it seemed like to me if, if a governor of a state uh, was uh, you know, down, really down, down with COVID, uh, they would be, uh, that would be getting news. Yeah, what is his name again? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Jim Justice. Yeah, Jim Justice. I, I know that Trump uh, got to be good f- friends with him, uh, oh, and yep. he was a Democrat that switched over to the, become a Republican, like Manchin ought to do. But he was elected as Democrat, and then he switched to Republican a, a few weeks later. So. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know all the all the stuff behind that. Frankly, I I, I think they just do what they want to do because they are elected. You know. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, the guy is fully vaccinated. He's really, really doing not well. And uh, his first test, he, he, the basic story is really, really quickly. He woke up. He, he felt, didn't feel well. He, he ordered a test. They gave him a test, came back negative. Several hours later, maybe half a day later, when he almost, you know, couldn't do anything, they gave him another test. He was positive. Between the first test, which was negative, and the final test, the second test, which finally, you know, gave gave them, you know, I, what was going on, uh, that that few hours might cost him his life. Yeah, and you know, not. that's the sad thing about this is the CDC has not yeah. done anything to tell no. us. You know, they, they want you to lay in quarantine and just basically let the thing attack you. You know, and what Joe Rogan said is, no, you don't wait to be attacked you don't wait until it goes worse what you do is you take monoclonal antibodies you take ivermectin and a whole truckload of vitamin d get some sunshine and and that's what you do and you do it even when you're asymptomatic but you've tested positive exactly well um they, they this thing is spreading like wildfire and uh the i think the london telegraph on another program i listened to um, they, I think the London Telegraph has basically admitted that there is uh, this thing is mutating out of all bounds of nature, and they they cannot locate any animal or series of animals that have this thing. So they they're saying, okay, you know, Wuhan, that's right. where it came from, that's where the lab is. You know, we can all put that together. Okay, I'll let you go. Thanks. All, all right. right, take care. All right, right. bye bye. Okay, and we got Julie. Uh, I think we do. Sorry about that, folks. This phone system is crazy. But uh, Julie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Oh, good morning, Scott. I I happen to have come across an article written in November 14, 2021 by a Stephanie Pappas. 
and she is a scientist, and she must be of Greek origin, Pappas. Anyway, uh, she did a study, and this is directly related to the, the previous caller. Um, it, it, she, she came up with their, they've actually isolated, not the U.S., they won't, they didn't provide any U.S. data to this. There are two genes that are complete, that are associated with the deaths that are occurring with COVID that people have. And they actually isolated these genes to, uh, the ones involved with heart disease and diabetes. And what's really interesting, 60% of the deaths in South Asia have died of this, who've had these genes, have died of COVID. 15% of European people of these same genes have died in Europe. And and now this is where in 2.4%, it went all the way down to 2.4% of the people with these genes died of COVID in Africa. Now, is it because they were taking hydroxychloroquine because of my, of, of, um, and, and rend, no, not rendesivir, ivermectin. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, it, I don't know, but they have had the least number of deaths related to these genes. Well, remember, and, in, the and then, begin, remember in the beginning, we were saying people with lupus, uh, or who have been, you know, taking it for malaria, um, the hydroxychloroquine, the people who, have, who were taking this drug in the very beginning, they were not the ones getting COVID. And it was like uh, really profound, you know, that the people with lupus who were taking hydroxychloroquine uh, to treat their lupus, I think is what, what it was. Yeah. This is going back two years. Uh, they were the ones, they were not getting this virus. You remember that? That's right. Yeah. And so I think this is this study, if you really look at it, it's kind of a smoking gun because if it they can isolate it to certain genes, that means that somebody did a study to intentionally attack heart disease and diabetes. And and this is the, the, the scary part because this falls not just in the COVID, but this is sort of a a dual virus what they call covid it's it's also autoimmune and the more vaccinated people become the more they they lose their immunity so this this covid is two-pronged it's it's not just the covid the, the vaccines are destroying the immune system i know of the and people you based on what it yeah and they to... say the more vaccines you get the more your your immune system is, is it becomes I had a conversation destroyed. yesterday with a friend and I said wouldn't that be the irony of all ironies if and I don't wish this on anybody because everybody I know has gotten vaccinated except me um, you know like so I care about a lot of people that have gotten the vaccine uh, I personally have not gotten the vaccine but uh, I actually have a few if you're around people with the vaccine, 
they have found that you will actually receive, um, there was a study by a, a doctor whose daughter went to a university, went to visit some people at a university, and she did not have the vaccine. They all did. By the time she got home, spending a few um, a, w a weekend with them, she came back and she was having blood clots, the same symptoms as the other people. And they say that's because of the spike proteins they jump from body to body. This is the 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 Frankenstein that that oh, one wow. Asian woman. Oh wow! So you're saying about. that the vaccinated can actually shed spike proteins that's, that I could get that's right. as an unvaccinated? That's right, Holy because cow. the spike proteins base, are based on the, the static electricity that, that exists between person to person, so they actually jump, and, and because we all have electricity in our body. So whatever, and, and they say it, the, the spike proteins is the true yeah. evil part what, of this, I'm, you know, um, where I was going to finish up with what I was saying is all these places like Boston, New York, uh, D.C., all these very liberally run cities uh, have these mandates to where you can't get into a restaurant. Wouldn't it be something? And again, I don't wish this at all because uh, so many of my friends have been vaccinated. Um, I would not want to wish them any any kind of uh, ill experience. And I'm not talking about health. I'm not talking about damage. I'm talking about, you know, the mandates. What if it became the situation because of what you were just saying about, um, you know, the, their immune systems are not as great, right? Or, or could head in that direction the more they get these vaccines. To the point where then the mandates are, if you've gotten the vaccinations, you're not allowed in our restaurant. But if you were never vaccinated, you're allowed in the restaurant. You see what I'm saying? That's they, right. That's how it's going to turn around. And, 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 I, I seriously no, doubt and, that that would ever happen. The sad part is people who prepare food that are vaccinated, and, and if they use their hands, they will shed those spike proteins, and, and it, it just happens naturally. You, you just can't help it. Good and it, they, will, they could actually potentially... Can you, can you share with us where you read that? What, what, what is that article? Uh, those came from a series of um, doctors that I saw interviewed on uh, uh, Stu Peters, Mike Lindell. He has and and I he has a couple of doctors on there every day, and they're actually quite excellent and and they're very good and and uh, that's he just deals specifically with the vaccines, okay. and it's pretty good. Wow. And I, I don't mean to, to, I learned a lot, but um, I also heard um, a woman who was a whistleblower who worked in a nursery of newborn infants, and she said that she could actually tell the difference between babies that came from mothers who were vaccinated and the others who were not. And this, um, she said that um, the the male babies had undescended testicles mm. and they were reduced in size wow and See, we're and hearing a lot it, of this it, stuff and it's uh, scary but hey julie thank you so much oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm okay. sorry so don't worry please don't care. sweat it take care yep. <laughs> all right take, okay we all could right. go on and on <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> okay take bye care bye. all right bye-bye all right well that was a couple of calls there i wasn't expecting 
Where was I? Um, so I want to oh, actually, you know, we had a couple of clips we were going to be playing too. And, uh, but I'm going to play a couple. Uh, so one of the things we were talking about is SCOTUS is coming out with their cases. OSHA. OSHA is uh, one of them. OSHA. And, uh, and the other is the other mandate related to healthcare workers. But it's ironic, too, that you got healthcare workers that are positive tested that are allowed to go back to work so long as they're vaccinated. But yet you got unvaccinated, healthy individuals that basically aren't allowed to go back to work. I wanted to play this uh, clip about Kinzinger and uh, Ray Epps. I wanted to get Ray Epps in there because the question is, who the heck is Ray Epps? And so let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson here. Until recently, Adam Kinzinger was a forgettable, slower-than-average Republican congressman from suburban Illinois. At some point last year, Kinzinger had a profound personal crisis and went completely off the deep end. He started crying uncontrollably in public. He joined Nancy Pelosi's January 6th committee. Kinzinger is now the self-styled enemy of insurrectionists everywhere. If you dare to insurrect or even think about the possibility of insurrecting, Adam Kinzinger will burst into tears and try to throw you into prison. Fighting insurrection is the focus of Adam Kinzinger's sad, empty life. There's nothing he hates more than insurrectionists, except for Ray Epps. Adam Kinzinger loves Ray Epps. He spent the last 24 hours sticking up for Ray Epps on Twitter against all comers. How strange is that? It's impossible to overstate the strangeness. It literally defies description. If we discovered tonight that Kamala Harris was actually godmother to all five of Donald Trump's children, it still would not be weirder than watching Adam Kinzinger defend Ray Epps. Because if anyone is a certified insurrectionist, it's Ray Epps. We know that for certain. It's on videotape. Epps was recorded repeatedly urging Trump supporters to storm the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol, he shouted to the crowd, on tape. Epps himself was seen on tape on the Capitol grounds on January 6th. Now, by the standards that Adam Kinzinger upholds, that is a crime. Several other people have been arrested for standing there, including DEA agent Mark Ibrahim, who we've interviewed on the show, but not Ray Epps. He was not arrested. He wasn't charged for anything. Instead, Ray Epps has been rewarded, not least with the love of Adam Kinzinger. Quote, we thank him, Kinzinger wrote yesterday on Twitter. He praised Epps for speaking to Pelosi's committee. Thank him? Once again, Adam Kinzinger is talking about a man who helped stage manage the insurrection that Adam Kinzinger says he's devoted his life to fighting. There's nothing normal about this. There is no rational explanation for it. Adam Kinzinger is lying. Let's repeat. Adam Kinzinger is lying. Kinzinger is withholding critical information from the public, information that the rest of us have an absolute right to know immediately. Why is Adam Kinzinger doing that? Well, we'd love to ask him. So we urge him to join us on this show. And he won't. <laughs> but you know what? The truth always seems to be coming out against these people. The other uh, interesting thing is that I wanted to cover today before we head out of Dodge is uh, Biden's education secretary solicited the letter that called parents who go to school board meetings domestic terrorists. And the FBI obliged them. It was or wasn't organic. It came from the top. He should immediately resign in disgrace. And this is a New York Post article. Email suggests educating Education Secretary Miguel, Miguel 
Cordona asked for, um, let's see, asked for school domestic terror letter. So, you know, parents are the enemy of the Biden administration. How sad, how sad is that? Also, I wanted to get into some uh, tweets. Um, And some things that are just obvious that make you know that this is all a ruse that you're being played with. Um, Mel writes, let me get this straight. COVID positive healthcare workers and teachers are allowed to work while sick, just be, uh, while sick, just because they've been vaxxed. But non-sick negative COVID unvaxxed healthcare workers and teachers can't work and have been fired. So then there's these two articles by the LA Times. The science has completely changed in one month. Greg Polowitz writes, the headline for the LA Times, December 8th, 2021. The LA school district reports about 500 employees have been fired for refusing to get a COVID vaccine. And then the next headline, asymptomatic healthcare workers who have tested positive for the coronavirus can return to work immediately without isolation or testing under a policy change from the California officials. How's that science? And Pfizer claims vaccine will reduce average daily child COVID deaths from almost zero to almost zero. That's a that's a uh, fun meme, uh, but nevertheless, it drives home the point, doesn't it? That somehow, where's the problem? What are they trying to put out? And then also, they have these pictures of them boarding up the election rooms with these, uh, boarding up the glass so you can't see what they're doing in the election, uh, in the elections. Uh, and then the same thing is being done around the White House and the Capitol where they're basically boarding everything up and and fencing everything out. Walls don't work except for around the Capitol. And again, we're being run by a government that we pay for, and they're doing it in secret. It's pretty sad, sad stuff. Uh, We're going to revisit Jim Jordan uh, tomorrow and revisit his Fauci email uh, expose. But... He tweeted out just recently, he said, this has been the worst start to any administration in our lifetime, and it's not even close. And that's true as well. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org, and also scottadamsshow.com for the latest podcasts and live audio players. Uh, And with that, We'll see each other next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.